You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Well, I'm optimistic. Uh, I continue to think that there's a good chance it could be uh, football as we remember it. But at the same time, uh, if we can't get our arms around this virus and, and get it to level out to where the concerns of the fans, but also the student athletes uh, and what is safe for uh, for those people. Uh, and if, if that is still in question, uh, the, the season could look different than uh, uh, we've experienced in the past. We just aren't quite there yet. We just don't know. Uh, as our backs get closer to the wall, we, we're going to have to make some decisions along those lines, whether to reduce the number of games, uh, maybe move the, the entire season back, what our lead-up time should be. And so many of us missed out in spring football practices. Uh, um, we had two out of 15, uh, and a lot of our peers uh, are in the same boat. Some had a few more. but And welcome here to this edition of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washington, A. Klaus. That was Nebraska's athletic director, Bill Moose, on his monthly radio show appearance on the Husker Sports Network here earlier in the week and he said it best we're going to have some decisions that need to be made Uh, nebraska student athletes will officially begin workouts here on monday june 1st in small groups Um, the state guidelines now allow uh, 25 or 50 percent of your um, overall room capacity in a weight room Uh, i know i can tell you nebraska is not going to push that right now they're going to um, go into this, um, you know, with a cautious approach as they begin workouts on Monday. But the big question, guys, uh, Robin and Nate, is tickets and 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 how you go forward with the plan. You saw Iowa State kind of come out and say we're only going to allow thirty thousand fans in the stadium as of right now. Well, that's easy to say for Jamie Pollard when you only have twenty two thousand season ticket holders. Uh, Nebraska, if they came out and said we're only going to allow forty thousand or forty five thousand or thirty five thousand. There would be a, possibly a civil war of Husker fans um, trying to figure out if they're going to be one of those 35,000 people or 40,000 people in Memorial Stadium. So uh, I think time is going to be a factor here. They're going to probably let the month of June really play out before you get to that point and have to make these tough decisions. Yeah, I mean, I think the Iowa State uh, situation was more of a, a plea saying you better get your season tickets There's now. There's 8,000 spots yeah. left on the lifeboat. <laughs> Clock's ticking, but you know, with Nebraska, that is obviously not an issue. In fact, aren't the majority of the season tickets already claimed at this point? So, I mean, you're really t- focusing on uh, if you cut that number down, who gets in and who doesn't. And that will be, like you said, some uh, very tricky maneuvering to... Uh, well, there's 12,000 student tickets, too. Yeah. Like, what do you do with that? I mean, what do you do with the faculty st- teacher mm-hmm. tickets? I mean, there, there's a lot of people that have tickets besides season ticket holders as well. And I saw a push, too, to, you know, I think it was maybe Teddy Greensteiner or somebody uh, on a more national level that uh, came out and said that they need to reward or give first priority to students and faculty make put the the college back in the the tickets and make it more about them uh, and not the the big boosters that get first priority i don't think that works in that's not gonna work i mean so i mean <laughs> nebraska is such a unique entity where what happens at other schools at iowa state or northwestern or whatever it may be you just cannot do at nebraska there's so many politics involved there's so much money involved that uh some there's got to be a lot of thought that goes into this this whole situation and right now they just don't have enough information to even begin that conversation well i don't see how 
you're going to please everybody. I mean, unless you're able to have a full stadium and things get back to normal, which, you know, I, I just I don't quite see that happening right now. I just I don't know how you're going to be able to, to please everybody, um, whether it's making the, the season ticket holders upset or, or um, you know, making your student body upset or, or the faculty or whatever. I just I I'm, I'm really glad that I don't have to be the one to try and figure that mess out because it is going to be it's going to be kind of ugly. And, and I don't know if the university is going to have to make concessions and you know to the people that don't get in um kind of try to give them some sort of kickback or, or what but um it's going to be very interesting to see you know what type of plan they come up with a few thoughts and ideas i have as i look at this is number one opponent tickets are probably done so eliminate those three thousand seats right there your student section is about twelve thousand seats you know that's a smaller one some of these big 10 schools have twenty thousand oh, yeah. uh, seats you know wisconsin michigan um, what will that number be? Will it be half that? Will it be a third of that? Do you have to create a lottery where, you know, maybe 12,000 students have tickets, but then it's a week to week lottery and that's tic- how it was when I was in college and yep. tickets are issued digitally to who gets to go to the mm-hmm. game. Um, but I think it's going to be a digital ticket system where each week they'll have to wait on CDC guidelines and health district guidelines and then you can digitally email and release tickets uh, based on those numbers because I do think maybe it could change. I mean, maybe different parts of the the season could allow more yeah. fans. We just don't know, and that's what is so hard for everybody right now. Yeah, I mean, to sit there and project not only what's going to happen in September, but uh, all the way into November, it's impossible. And so I, I think right now, athletic directors, conference commissioners, university administrators all just have to put every possible scenario on the table and have every plan B through Z uh, ready and ready to go uh, just because, uh, I mean, literally anything can happen. I mean, this could be a situation where um, by October everything is normal and they're playing football just like they always did. It could also be a situation where what you do in September looks completely different, uh, you know, just because of, you know, what could potentially happen with this virus by uh, the end of the season. But, uh, you know, there's there's just a lot going on with, you know, even within the Big Ten. I mean, Michigan's president coming out saying, Saying that uh, you know he doesn't think there's going to be a season where you have Bill Moose saying that they, I mean, they, what? they could have a completely undisrupted season. So where the hell did that comment come from? I mean, they announced kids are coming back to campus June one, and then you come out and say that as the Michigan president. Yeah. So I mean, it really depends on who you ask as to where the level of optimism is. And you know, obviously, <laughs> between you know these two examples, Nebraska and Michigan, there are very differing opinions about the likelihood of not only fans being in the seat in the stands, but there actually being a college football season. And so I tend to agree with Bill Moose. I think Nebraska will continue to be a pioneer in this and set the example for other schools on how to handle this. And what Nebraska does with each one of these issues that we talk about every single week uh, is going to ultimately have a ripple effect that goes across college football and how other schools follow their lead. And I think another big thing is going to be, you know, what uh, what the pro sports do in, in terms of how many people they're letting in and um, you know, I saw something interesting online the other day. It was uh, actually the Korean Baseball League is is they, they <laughs> had a big Korean yeah, baseball they, guy. But they have uh, <laughs> so they released their 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 seating charts basically, and they're going in waves. I think it was twenty five percent capacity, and then they're going to bump it up eventually to like thirty five, and then eventually to fifty percent. And it was like a checkerboard, you know, um, you know, based off of the percentage of of fans and everything, and um, they're j- gradually going to allow more and more people in. And it's still going to be kind of a checkerboard system where there's, you know, there's space in between each person or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I do think that 
how Major League Baseball, when they're back, or the, when the NBA is back, which it sounds like you know that's going to be happening in, by July, how they're allowing people in or how they're seating people is going to impact the college game too. Yeah, it's kind of a waiting game. Nobody wants to be the first. They all kind of want to follow, and, and they don't want to be the situation that causes the outbreak. And I think a, a, another thing everyone's going to be waiting for is the spread of the virus If it in terms of the athletes when they're practicing and when they're testing whether it's on these college campuses starting June 1 or in these professional sports games going on for baseball, hockey and you know other other sports NBA basketball, you know what what will happen will, will any players at all test positive at that point? I mean I think there's just so many unknowns that people need time to see. Um, I, I think some of the data we were given on this virus two months ago was way off. And we're, we're trying to learn more and more about what this virus is going to do here. Um, and, and that's what Nebraska is probably going to keep waiting on until they absolutely have to make a decision. Yeah, but at the same time, Nebraska is going to be uh, as progressive as uh, maybe any school in the country in getting this thing going. And so the good news is Nebraska is in a location geographically where the numbers are significantly lower than other parts of the country. So, I mean, they're able to set the model. Model, but just because it works at Nebraska might not mean it works in New Jersey or uh, you know New York City or whatever it may be uh, just because I mean there's just different circumstances there so uh, you know I think Nebraska has a luxury of being a little bit more forward thinking and being able to push things along uh, more so than others but still I mean they're gonna be faced with some issues where yeah what happens when a player tests what happens when uh, a, a staff member tests or you know somebody in the training staff or, or whatever it may be uh, I mean there's just a lot of layers that they you have to have plans in place but no one is going to know what's going to happen and what the response is going to be until they're actually in it yeah and i think that those types of protocols are i mean that's going to be pretty fascinating to see you know because they're going to have to have an, a plan in place before it actually happens or you're going to have to think up of every type of scenario um you know and, and have an actual plan in place uh, for if and when something like that happens all right, we'll continue this discussion here as well. We'll get more thoughts on what Bill Moose had to say and more here on this week's edition of the Husker Online Show.